What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode with HR from Happy Valley. This is Jaden Crudup with HR Dispensary, and we got something special going on today. So I am from South Plainfield, New Jersey, and I love playing basketball and tennis on my, my free time. And I, was, I aspire to be a leader one day and make people smile with success. So, Chris, can you tell me a little bit more about yourself as well? What's good, Joe? This is Chris Nemechek, and I'm from uh, North Memphis. Uh, one of the things that I kind of do in my off time, I'm kind of a basketball guy myself, also a big thing in football, and something I kind of aspire to be is a, like a manager or a day-to-day operations guy in a, a major brand hotel. And what about you, Dan? Yeah, man, thanks. Uh, it's pretty ironic how we all like playing basketball. Um, hopefully, Lucas likes to play basketball, too, so we'll like, hear from him in a second. But yeah, so my name is Daniel Tampa. Um, I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. I'm a senior graduating in May. I think uh, most of the guys here at the, at the podcast were all graduating pretty soon. Uh, which is exciting. Um, I like working out and uh, uh, yeah, pass it on to uh, Lucas. Tell us about yourself. All right, Dan. Thank you very much. I'm also a huge basketball fan. Shout out to the Thunder. A little something about me. Um, I'm a retired international fencer and uh, hopefully coming out of college, I'm looking to do some time traveling the world um, bartending. Thank you, Lucas. Thank you for that. Thank you, everybody else, for explaining more about themselves. So let me dive into talking about what HR from Happy Valley is. And it's a group series of podcasts made by students throughout the group, throughout the class of HR 366. And it's just to get our HR knowledge out there and understand the industry in different ways to break our shells. So so the structure today is gonna start off with Here's the Buzz, which is each one of us did research on specific topics within the hospitality industry, like here's something cool, here's something interesting, something to think about. And it gives you guys more knowledge on what's going on in the world today. Then after that, we transition to hot topics, which is marijuana in the workplace. We did really extensive research on this topic to give you guys the pros and cons and how people are affected within the workplace on this issue. And finally, we will do a group discussion. We will, I'll ask a couple questions to the boys and see what their answers are and what they can do to teach you guys today. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with, with Here's the Buzz, it's pretty cool how we're all going to report from different desks. Uh, me, personally, I have Here's Something Important. Uh, what about you, Chris? Which, uh, which desk are you reporting from? I'm from uh, actually Here's Something to Think About. Oh, okay, cool. So when you uh, pick that desk, did you think about um, kind of what article you would you know pick based off of that or how... What was your thought process? Yeah, for sure. I guess, like, I try to get away a little bit from the marijuana topic to kind of go a little away from it, but right, it's kind of right. kind of hard to. So I kind of went more so in, like, the testing of the workplace when it gotcha. comes to marijuana. Gotcha. Yeah, no, it's cool we're talking about marijuana, uh, but definitely important to include other topics. Um, what about you, Lucas? What uh, what desk are you reporting from? Yeah, I'm reporting from here's something to care about. You know, uh, we have a mean green team here, and I'm excited for this podcast episode. Personally, I am going to be going a bit more into the marijuana and about one of the more common occurrences of how it affects everyday people. Nice, nice. Jaden, what about you to to finish us off? So I didn't really want to go on the marijuana route. I wanted to say something cool. That's my specific topic today. And I found something related to AI, which is a hot topic right now as well. So you guys can learn a little bit about that. Cool. Thanks, Jaden. Welcome back, guys. Going into here's the buzz section now. And just to go a little bit more in depth on that, it's just we all chose different 
newspapers or articles and different topics related into the hospitality industry. And we just wanted to explain to you what the problem is or what the solution we found in these articles are. So I really found that Lucas's article really was really good and I really want to understand more about it. So do you think you can explain that to me a little bit? Yeah, so again, I'm here's something to care about. And uh, a lot of my articles just around how companies should be looking at these new developments in both legislation and in uh, social norms, you know? And it really takes an in-depth look into what some some people have to go through in their everyday lives and how it personally affects, like, how they live. Yeah, no, that's great. Um, so, which desk agenda are you reporting from, and uh, what's that article name? Here's something to care about, and the article is Marijuana Offenses and Hiring, What You Need to Know by Caitlin Trent. Amazing wow. author, by the way. So, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, are you... Are you pro-marijuana? Um, what's your overall stance on it in the workplace? You know, uh, I'm always I'm always understanding of those who smoke on the reefer, as they like to put it. Uh, I'm not a huge user personally. I tried it once back in high school. wasn't my thing. But uh, in the workplace, I really don't find it acceptable in any context, in any way, shape, or form. What about like fast food restaurants, though, right? Because, I mean, they're just line workers. Yeah, bro, if you're making you know, a Big Mac and you smoke it, it probably makes it a lot more fun. Right, right. I mean, how does that affect their revenue and you know their expenses, you know, really? That's a good point. And it's not so much about what effect it has on them or even what effect it has on the company. I think it's more of just a matter of personal discipline. Kind of like a moral issue, you yeah. like? I got you. That makes sense. Then that makes yeah. sense. Cool. Yeah, so Lucas, um, based on your stance, you know, morally, you pretty much say no. Uh, you, you put your foot down. There's no exceptions. Uh, think about me being like a manager, right? And, um, you know, I came to you for advice. How could I implement what you discussed in your, in your whole moral uh, stance on it? Well, again, I think a lot of it's just open dialogue. You know, if you're coming to a manager, obviously you want to change. Obviously you recognize that you need some improvement. And a lot of improvement is first made by, you know, putting that first foot out of bed and just kind of holding yourself down. Uh, of course. So what you're saying is just, I guess me too, put my foot down, but what could I do? You think it'd be appropriate to drug test, or do you think if I caught someone smoking, I'd just kick them out and fire them right away? And uh, I think, uh, again, it's per situation. You know, smoking on a job is a pretty big thing, but as a manager, I think that you should be looking at yourself first. You know, are you causing this stress on your employees? Do they, do they not feel comfortable in the workplace, you know? Before you go straight to punishment, I think you should look at incentivizing your employees, you know? I like that. So what you're saying is it's not really about the employee, it's about the manager too, kind of the atmosphere they create, right? Exactly. Yeah, I like that a lot. So you're not putting all the pressure on, um, on the employee. Mm -hmm. Well, thanks, Lucas. I, I really enjoyed hearing that. Uh, Chris, tell us about um, your desk that you reported from. Also, kind of, uh, you know, the values that you put into the, the article you picked and why you picked the desk you wanted to, to report from. Yeah, for sure. So I'm from the Here's Something to Think About desk. And I think, when, especially when it comes to our hot topic, a big, big thing kind of just about it is to, uh, you know, think about it. There's a lot of different views and, you know, so on and so forth. Uh, one of the articles I actually got is uh, from CBS News. And it says, uh, like, actually the title of it is Record Numbers of the U.S. Uh, Workers Test Positive for Cannabis Studies Show. So basically, there was a, uh, a study from Quest Diagnostics, basically, you know, in their lab, they took over 6 million urine tests. 
uh, basically analyzing that between 2021 and 2023, and they saw a 4.3% rise in you know positivity results. So that's kind of just really huge, especially when it comes to like truck drivers. That's m- for the majority where they kind of test and stuff like that, especially with truck drivers and pilots. So that's honestly like on those day-to-day things. If you're driving on the road, you're going to see a truck driver. If you're flying, it's going to be a pilot in there. So them being underneath the influence honestly can bring a huge concern. Yeah. So does Quest Diagnostics, do they like have contract work with these companies and that's, I guess, how they provide it or? Yeah, they do. So even personally, uh, when I was actually tested before going into my uh, hotel job, I went through Quest Diagnostics. I know every one of my friends that's been tested for a job. I know some of my friends have CDLs and stuff like that. So they were tested through Quest Diagnostics. Yeah, I'm curious to know, because that's probably just for marijuana, right? Uh, that increase. I'm curious to know kind of the percentage for all drugs um, and kind of the increase, uh, we know, not just with marijuana, but other drugs um, in the workplace. So. Yeah, so actually also in that article, it says drugs in general have been increased by 7.3%. Only wow. marijuana wow. is 43 Gotcha. So I guess drugs overall is even more than marijuana. Exactly. Wow, that's a really good point. Jaden, did you want to add something to that? Uh, I just think drugs are bad in general. Everything is not going well. <laughs> yeah, Jaden, drugs are definitely bad. Uh, <laughs> nah, thanks for bringing that up. But on a serious note, it's really crazy how other drugs are more proportionated in the workplace compared to marijuana. But personally, I think marijuana drug testing is really like just for the companies to gain money. They're not really going to fire a productive worker if they're smoking weed. Yeah. So. Yeah, I completely agree with you, man. Like, you see it all the time now. It's like, it's part of an even larger uh, mental health crisis that's going, that's abound these days, you know? Yeah, speaking yeah. of mental health crisis, I think like that plays a big effect in the workplace as yeah, well. no doubt. Um, and yeah, people are pretty stressed nowadays, you know, after COVID too, especially, uh, it's a really sensitive time, so uh, oh, yeah. things are changing. Um, Jaden, tell us about the desk you reported from, uh, and then go into kind of like the values of why you picked that desk and the article. Yeah, so I'm from here's a cool here's something cool with desk and I chose something related to AI and decision making in the workplace, especially in the human resources segment. And I really found it interesting how they use a lot of different AI properties and stuff to um, schedule people or they're making big decisions on who to hire or fire, reading resumes for the company. It's just very interesting how this part of the world is growing and how technology is really advancing quickly in the blink of a second so that's why i just love learning about these new next new technologies yeah. going on right now speaking of technology what are your all's thoughts on kind of ai and the whole chat gbt but not just that but kind of really i'm like these robots that are starting to create and about chat gbt i wish i had that in high school because you know all these papers and stuff <laughs> like that and i know a lot of people that i mentor in high school they're just using that to write their papers and stuff like that so yeah i mean yeah. don't get me wrong i feel like it has its, you know, its pluses because, you know, if you're getting some writer's block and kind of help you and stuff like that. But if you're out here just using the whole thing to, like, type a whole paper for you, you're not really gaining anything from that. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, ChatGPT is, I think it's something interesting. I think uh, you can utilize it um, in an educational way that, you know, wouldn't be considered cheating. But, like, me personally, like, when I want to get new thoughts about uh, something or, on, I guess, a, how to start a paper... Uh, I'll definitely use it for that. Uh, but what are y'all thoughts kind of like on more like the more serious like robot AI stuff? It's getting crazy nowadays. Yeah, like Especially yeah. in the next year, it's going to be very advanced, very smart. And people are going to worry. Like people, I saw that recently, like a couple months ago, the Google CEO or someone high up in Google said that created one of the AI uh, devices on his Google machine said, 
they're gonna take over one day. Right. And right. it's just crazy, like to think about like that could possibly happen. Like even with the movie stuff, it's it's not fake anymore. It's no, it's like, not. Yeah. So, yeah it's and so actually, crazy. like we saw all this in movies when we were younger, and it's pretty much coming to true life. And it's just a matter of time before like stuff like Wally happens and. Shit just takes over, right? Wally, bro. Terminator <laughs> coming out. I don't know what's going to happen, but... I don't know. I don't know. But uh, it's kind of funny, like... Actually, like, uh, three days ago, I saw this clip on Instagram. It was at, um, at an NFL game, and there was, like, two robots, AI. Oh, Like, I sitting saw in the crowd. You saw that? Yeah, for a movie or I something. I don't even know why. Yeah. It was just weird. But they were just sitting there, and, like, they looked human, man. Like, it's crazy now. Um, what do you want to add, Lucas? Ah, oh, man, it's just a, it's scary, you know? Every day, new possibilities. The technology just gets, like, more and more advanced, faster and faster. Soon enough, we're going to have machines in the military. I mean, think about that. How... What do you mean by machines? Like, like actually, like, going to war for us instead of humans? Yeah, man. Okay, On so... the plus side, you know, it's machines in the military. Lo- less loss of human life. But yeah, at the end yeah. of the day... But more expensive, too. I mean, they're probably going to spend a lot yeah, of money on stuff like that. Look at the, mor- the mor- moral issue. You know what I mean? It's the, the most dehumanization that you can get out of war. Already, like, a pretty pretty grievous thing. Yeah. You know, it's like, I don't want to get into anything too heavy here, but... No, no, it's, it's definitely a sensitive topic, but yeah. uh, something that needs to be discussed. Um. Yeah, but, um, I don't... Uh, sorry, I think we took it away from Jaden a little early. No, you're good, you're good. So, I wanted to finish off talking about my article. Um, just to give some advice to managers in the HR industry especially that you need to teach your employees how to properly use AI within the workplace and how it can really affect operations and uh, employee turnover as well. People will maintain on the job and if they understand this new technology they'll really uh, boost scores for your company especially so the training really needs to be done with this. So honestly moving on to a more serious note I want to hear from Dan's desk and everything you got to report on that. Yeah, thanks, Jaden. Um, so for me, um, I reported from here something important. Uh, and the main values behind that for me was I wanted to talk about something that was uh, in, like very impactful, um, authentic, and that it aligned with my personal values um, as well. Uh, so the article I picked uh, comes from Forbes. Uh, it was released not that long ago, released August 4th, 2023, uh, from the Ashoka Contributor Group. And the article title uh, is How Businesses Are Taking a Stand Against uh, Human Trafficking and and, uh, Exploitation. Uh, Some of the main points uh, that I read throughout the article and kind of summed up was um, 40% of modern slavery and labor exploitation is in agricultural fishing, uh, domestic services, and travel and tourism. I think travel and tourism is, you know, pretty familiar with us. We know those are in hotels, uh, you know, internationally and domestically. What are kind of your guys' thoughts on that with like modern day slavery going on and the whole exploitation uh, of if children, which is really disgusting to talk about, uh, but definitely needs to be, you know, brought up more. Yeah, for sure. So honestly, kind of like thinking about it, obviously, like it's it's a sick thing that we, you know, it's, it's happening in our day to day lives, like all being, you know, in you know the world of hospitality, whether we're in like a restaurant hotel whatever it may be like we might actually see some like genuine signs of stuff like this happening so it's something that we need to be on our tippy toes about to make sure you know we're on top and like catching the signs yeah like you know we're more than likely gonna see something or other that's gonna be out of place and you know you if you really talk to people you're not gonna talk to someone and they're just gonna come up to you and be hey i was a victim of human trafficking you know it's really just a silent battle that we constantly have to be able right. to watch for. And speaking of silent, it's a battle where you can't really tell a lot of the time. Yeah. A lot of the time, it's not that obvious as you would think. 
Um, Jaden, talk to us about, you know, if you're at a hotel, if you're a manager, or if you're an employee, what are some signs you can look out for uh, to see if someone is being human trafficked or if they're being, you know, held hostage against their will? Uh, personally, from experience, I used to work at the Maid Hotel in New York City, and we all thought this guy was like a type of pimp, but we saw him with just two girls at all times by his shoulders, and they couldn't even talk to nobody. It was just him doing business, checking in, checking out, right. getting their food for them, getting their water. They, he gave him money, so I feel like, I don't know, there was something going on there. It could be a form of human trafficking, but we couldn't really do anything in that per se, and personally, the managers didn't want to do anything, which is messed up, but there is something you could do, so I don't know. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, no, for sure, man, especially when it comes to, like, something like that, and if you're seeing it, like, you gotta be for certain when you see it, like, happening if you're gonna confront somebody. Right. Um, no, it is pretty messed up, uh, and some things that managers you can do, so if you're a manager, um, again, Jaden kind of went over it, but kind of seeing, you know, when this person comes in, uh, you know, into a hotel, and this is regardless if it's a, like a select service um, or, or a full service, uh, all these points are valid. Uh, but look for someone that kind of looks like they haven't changed their clothes in a couple of days, uh, raggedy clothes, um, they like stare at the ground, um, they don't want to make eye contact with you, they don't talk. Um, stuff like that are definitely some signs uh, to definitely ramp up your notice on what's going on. Um, and, and, you know, even from a manager standpoint of view, <clears throat> a manager is, you know, when is a manager at the hotel, guys? What, Monday through Friday? That's about it. Yeah. Saturday and Sunday, they're not there, right? And this is probably when that stuff's going on the most, I feel like. Uh, busy weekends, uh, and the manager not even there. So what's even more important from the manager knowing is how they transfer that knowledge uh, to their employees, uh, which will definitely help and uh, be a, a big factor. Uh, but, yeah, so we're going to kind of transition. Here's, here's some good news from this. Uh, that I also found an article that you know really meant a lot to me. Um, so ninety percent of hotel owners say they want to take action. Uh, you know this is really good to hear, um, but taking action, you know, is just you know it's just a sentence, it's just a couple of words. So really seeing what they do, uh, how they stop it, and what they implement um, will be the changing factor. Thanks for tuning back in, guys. So moving on to our second section of the day, Hot Topics, which is really, really important topics going on in the global industry today, like AI, um, fun in the workplace, every type of thing like that. Our specific topic we're going to be talking about today is marijuana in the workplace. And this is relatively important today just because it's still federally illegal, but a lot of states it's becoming illegal. It's coming legal now. And... People can get caught up, locked up with this for smoking in the workplace. They can get in very trouble. Um, they can lower productivity, but it's not really a bad thing right now. It just has a bad stigma behind it. And that's why a lot of managers and CEOs don't want that in the workplace at the moment. So we have to really, we went in depth doing research and so we can discuss like the pros of it or the cons. So, and to discuss that research, we will go into a Q&A format today. I will ask each panelist on this call today to answer a couple questions I have ready. So Dan, if you can start off with us today, can you discuss the most critical aspects of this issue? Yeah, I think the biggest issue right now um, is it being federally legal, uh, illegal, sorry. And, uh, but in some states, it's legal right now. 
so it's kind of playing uh, a big issue um, in the workplace on what managers should do, right? I mean, it's kind of like alcohol in some states now. Uh, and of course, you can't you can't drink alcohol before after or before or during work. Um, and it's the same thing with marijuana. But the biggest issue is that for the longest time, uh, even if someone if if their managers knew that they you know smoked marijuana on their free time after work or, or whatever, uh, that would be you know they they pretty much fire that person if not uh, give them verbal warning, written warnings, and then uh, end up firing that person. Uh, so the most the the biggest critical issue right now um, is how managers should handle it. And whether marijuana should be allowed for, you know, uh, some jobs that are more entry level um, or, you know, obviously for the more tougher jobs, uh, you know, definitely should not be allowed. Yeah, I agree with that, uh, Dan. So I really want to find out Lucas's perspective on this and because he has really a lot of knowledge behind this issue. So I need to hear about this. Uh, also, something important that we've been talking about in class lately is uh, this term counterproductive uh, my bad for, for Button and Lucas, uh, but a new topic that we talked about in class actually this past week um, was counterproductive uh, performance. And uh, one of the, the attributes of that uh, was illicit substance use. So it's, it's good to mention that. Um, but Lucas, what are your thoughts on you know the most critical aspect of this topic? You know, just like you said, um, in the workplace, you tend to see a bit of a dip in performance, production, whatever statistic you want to run it by. I personally believe the biggest aspect is, again, self-discipline, you know? It's it's supposed to be like a three-hour vacation for you, you know? You're not supposed to have a three-hour vacation every three hours. Right, and I think some of the values of that uh, with the issues is kind of like absence rates, right? People exactly. that use this marijuana, uh, drugs in general, but, you know, definitely marijuana is the most popular. Mm-hmm. Um, also, they definitely quit more often, right? Yeah. So you have to deal with that as a manager. Um but Chris, I mean, what do you think from your point of view, uh, from where you grew up, how you were raised, what's the most critical aspect for you? I mean, yeah, for sure. Coming down, you know, from the South, being in that Bible Belt, um, it's a little weird. It's like a touchy subject. Uh, it's kind of accepted in the city, but it's not really accepted in the suburbs. So I think one of the big things I would say is like productivity. If someone's out here smoking, they're doing, you know, a good job and they're not really face to face, you know, with customers and stuff like that. I think, you know, personally, it's all right, but I know my region doesn't necessarily think so, but I believe also, like, if you're, you know, out here smoking a lot, being in front of customers, checking people into hotels or whatever it may be, I think it's a huge problem. So down, you know, down where you're from um, in the South, do you feel like entry-level jobs like McDonald's or, you know, fast food, do you think it's morally accepted and it's something you can do there? Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Anytime I go get a Big Mac, there's uh, the guy who's handing me <laughs> that thing. Two in the morning, is, yeah, yeah. No, exactly. When that guy's handing me that thing, he is, he is under the influence. Right, but do you think that affects the, the product quality or the time of the food and how it's being done? Uh, personally, I haven't really experienced anything like that, but I, I see that it can, for sure. So you definitely see it from the side of, you know, this can be something that's not a big issue um, and it can probably benefit in some way. Yeah, for sure. Gotcha. Personally, I feel like employers need to have conversations with their current employees or people they're looking to hire about how to give a balance between individual rights and workplace responsibilities. Honestly, like if you separate the two, everything will be fine within the workplace. But if people happen to come to work high, it's if they're doing their work and getting stuff done, then they should be fine about it. Honestly, it shouldn't be a huge problem. But if it's like a forklifting job or um truck driving you should not be under the influence whatsoever you can harm people you can completely 
disrupt the flow of your operation, your company. So that's just my take on it. But moving on, I want to ask a couple more questions to the rest of the panelists. And I would like to start off with Daniel back again. And can you discuss one or two managerial solutions or best practices to help combat this issue right now? Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's pretty straightforward for me. Um, I'm kind of neutral on, on the whole stance of this situation. Again, you know, uh, if it's a job like forklifting or some type of high manager role, I, I think it's, it, you know, it should be not allowed. Yeah, uh, straight sure. up. Um, so the solution for stuff like that and kind of the solution for the whole uh, general workforce would be drug test. Um, you know, when you, you can have, you know, random drug tests, but most popular would be um, when you first hire someone, uh, you do a drug test. And there's actually two really big, uh, big benefits to that. The first is obviously you can um, figure out uh, if someone is, you know, using uh, not just marijuana, but other drugs. But of course, marijuana is the most popular. Uh, the second thing is, uh, you know, for the most part, when you do have drug tests in your, work, uh, in your workplace, you do have lower insurance rates. Uh, so you're less of a liability. Uh, so obviously from an insurance point of view too, like you're less of a liability, uh, but also, you know, let's say someone is working a forklift uh, and they are, um, and they are like, under the influence and you, you don't drug test. Uh, if they harm someone or, you know, do something wrong, for the most part, that doesn't affect them. It's, you're going to be liable, um, you know, as the company. Uh, so in the, in the second option would be kind of more of a neutral, you know, policy. And this would work more for like entry level, um, which would be, hey, we don't drug test, obviously, we don't do it, you know, you're hired, um, but if we see signs of you doing it before or during, you know, you're fired. Uh, so more of kind of like a straight up approach and just, just like, kind of like a verbal warning. Um, but Chris, what, what do you think are, you know, two uh, solutions for managers? Honestly, I think it's like one being assertive, kind of communicating with your team and making sure like, hey, this is the standard that we have. And hopefully, since if you have a good team and stuff like that, they'll be able to follow that standard, you know. And also kind of just telling, you know, what, what might happen, you know, if they're caught using it, so on and so forth. Also, another thing I, I believe a big thing is trust. Personally, when I've had, you know, good managers in the workplace, I know some of the people, like in housekeeping or laundry, that drug use has gone down because they feel happy. They, they trust their managers and they trust those around them. Usually people that are are smoking before, you know, going into work and stuff like that, usually is because they don't want to be at work or it makes their job a little bit easier. But if you're kind of just bringing in and making the job easy, helping your team and stuff like that, I, I don't think, you know, smoking would be that big of a problem. Right. Um, you mentioned, um, you know, getting caught from the employee's point of view. So what do you think would be like the next step, like a verbal warning, a written warning, or would you just fire right away? Uh, personally, uh, I, I guess like a verbal warning type thing, I'd more or less kind of like bring them into, you know, the manager office and kind of just like level with them, talk to them in a respectful tone, kind of like saying like, hey, we can't be having this thing on the clock. Again, like, like I said, on the clock. I don't care personally what people do outside of work, but if it's affecting their work and it's obvious, like if they're smelling like it or something like that, then it needs to be addressed, but also kind of like in a, in a nice way, but also assertive, like I said before. And then obviously if they keep doing it, probably, you know, eventually fire them. Exactly. Gotcha. Kind of having that paper trail kind of going up and then eventually the determination if it keeps going, if it's also affecting their job. Yeah. Jaden, do you feel like a verbal warning is good for the start out or would you kind of do more of a written and then kind of fire them next? Yeah, I think a verbal warning really is the best option at the beginning just because it will scare them a little bit and show who's in charge at the moment, progressive discipline, honestly. But employers should, from the beginning, just implement clear policies and give education on the topic. And if it, impl 
<laughs> you uh, you were getting a little choked up there. Yeah, I just had a little tickle <laughs> in my throat. But also, employers should implement drug-free workplace programs, which could show give employees assistance on these initiatives and help them shy away from using marijuana in the workplace. Like like Chris said earlier, your free time is your free time. Like if you're not on the clock, don't do it. Like it's really that simple. But if you're people clock, still do it. If if you are if, on if the you clock. are on the clock, sorry. Okay, no, so if you're on no the clock, don't do it. And if you're off, then kind of exactly. free will you have your own responsibility yeah like is that kind of how you think about it in the same way lucas you know i kind of disagree with you guys on some parts like come on I, man we got a good point going on here well no okay i i do think verbal warnings are the way to go you know maybe written but warnings. you're just gonna fire them right no i don't think in firing them at all is the best way no matter how many times you know because many of these people they they usually are addicted you know they don't like to admit it but they are and, you know, addiction is a hard road. It's a long road. Recovery it takes is, yeah. a lot of fall downs and steps. I think the best way is just to have that open conversation and constantly show that support until they do get better, you know? Do you think you kind of would provide from the company, and, and Jen, you can, you can bug on this too, kind of like a counseling program or like maybe even, you know, a rehab, I guess, program for something like this? You know, that's a lot to ask from the company itself. Yeah. In most scenarios, especially for those uh, like McDonald's, Burger King places. But I think them as a manager, you could definitely be that first step to encouraging them to getting help on their own time, you know? Yeah, that is true, honestly. Like, as I was saying earlier about the workplace programs, like you can promote prevention or promote awareness of the issue. So managers are the first step and the first line of duty to help your employers. Thank you, Jane. Let's go, boys. Let's go, boys. Lightning round now. Let's go. Final question. Lucas, let me hear your concluding points in five words. Uh, let's see, let's see. Uh, just say no to drugs. I like that. I like that. Uh, mine would be uh, drug test or don't test. And mine would be test if it is needed. Okay. Mine is managers need to educate. So that's our hot topic for today. And to conclude our with our key points, we mainly talked about how managers should implement drug-free programs, how... You can test or you can't test. Um, do it on your free time. That it, if it impacts productivity, then don't do it. Then you can. Yeah. yeah what do you think yeah. about that, Dan? I think I think a key point that Lucas had brought up, and if you want to butt in here, uh, was the fact like when you went to McDonald's and there was no issue, and you definitely knew they were smoking, right? They were sparking up back there. Yeah. Uh, but sure. it didn't affect the level of service. Uh, so a big key point for this whole discussion would be. Like you just said in your five words, you know, drug test when it's needed. Um, so either drug test or don't test. Uh, and if you are going to drug test, uh, make sure it's appropriate. Um, what do you kind of feel about what the you know, key points in this, this whole discussion? I feel like we nailed it. Um, again, I think just the one thing that we uh, all managers should keep in mind is keeping that open uh, dialogue, you know, that open line of dialogue with your employees. Make them feel comfortable. Make them feel like they really are your friend, even yeah. if you don't like I wish I wish you were my manager. Honest, the way you're talking about all this stuff. Thank you. I wish you were my friend, bro. <laughs> what, bro? I thought we Yo, were man, friends, bro. I thought we were friends, man. Okay, I love all y'all. I love all y'all. <laughs>Thank you guys for tuning in again today for um, speaking with HR Dispensary. We talked about our Here's a Buzz and hot topics about marijuana in the workplace. And I wanted to congratulate all of us for completing this successful podcast. Lucas, Daniel, Chris, and myself, Jaden. And we are...
HR Dispensary.